Follow Business Trends Enough, and you'll hear everyone talking about engagement. It's a popular word in the business world. But what does engagement mean? And can you measure it using surveys or is there a better way? Can you actually create ways to observe engaged behaviors in action? That's the topic for this edition of the 2120 podcast. This is the 2120 podcast. For each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Well, Matt, I was talking to a, uh, a friend, and uh, we've done some business together just yesterday, and uh, he attended Elevate Leadership University last fall and listened to you and I both speak, and he remarked about um, something that you had said about the customer experience and how it starts even out in the, in the parking lot. And... Uh, you know, an example might be uh, an employee who is walking into work uh, and at, at your company, you guys don't own the parking lot. It's part of a mall. Sure. And, and so we we're just kind of picturing if I'm coming into work that morning, I'm walking through the front door or however I get in there. But I see, say, a piece of trash, whether that's a fast food cup that's sitting there. The question is, is as that employee, first of all, do I see it? Like, am I proactively noticing it? Hopefully. Okay, right? Yeah. The second thing is, is do I walk past it? Because it's somebody else's job to pick it up. It's not our parking lot and my hands are full, right? I got sure. excuses. Or do I stop, pick it up, but you just take care of it. Yeah. Now, I think there's a couple of ways that we could take this conversation, but the first of it is, is, is that recognition. And so we're kind of talking about that piece and I want to talk about it from the word engagement, which is just so commonplace in um, social media posts on LinkedIn. Everybody's talking about engagement and how to get people engaged and so forth. So when you spoke about customer experience at Elevate, um, you were really talking about the customer facing side of things. A lot of my speech or presentation was really talking about how to help people notice things from the inside. I think it'd be kind of fun for you and I to, to talk about the engagement thing, how to get people engaged. Is sure. that is that the start or is that the result? So what are your thoughts as I kind of take us back through that conversation? Well, I three words kind of popped into my head as you're saying that, and it's pride, it's ownership, and it's execution. You know, I think when there's pride it leads to ownership and the ownership leads to execution because you're going to make things happen. So that part-time Susie gets out of her car. She loves the job. Yeah. Okay. So there's that pride there. You know, the ownership is she feels a part of something and the execution is this is trash in my parking lot. I'm picking it up, Mm -hmm. you know, and that has to be instilled through, you know, the culture, the training, whatever it is, she like she needs to see the the, the why behind it and, and and do that. And when that happens, they're engaged on all levels. And you know, I don't I don't need everybody to be engaged. I need everybody to be all in when it when it comes to okay. Things. So I'm gonna have to ask you. Like, oh, here so, we go. Yeah, right. Here's the hard question: Is yeah. uh, I like both the words. I actually like the idea of all in way more than engaged. Sure. So you know, I've been in conversations where 
you know, I think you and I've talked about this where I'm, I'm speaking and I, I can tell that someone's not engaged with what I'm saying. Mm. But then when you follow up with them afterwards, they were totally engaged. It, it was just the way they came off. They didn't, I didn't feel like they were engaged. The all-in side of things comes back to the team. When your team is all-in, no matter what the topic, what the conversation, it's going to get taken care of and it's, it's going to be executed. Now, everybody on my team has different responsibilities. I'm in charge of sales. So Matt can't be the only guy in charge of sales. I need 19 other leaders in my store helping me be in charge of sales. That's the all-in. You know, um, We have guys in charge of a budget. I can't have one guy being in charge of the budget. I have to watch the budget. I need to be all in with that. Yeah. So every responsibility, it's not about me being engaged and, and doing it. Just It's the commitment of I'm part of a team. I'm, I'm, I'm part of something bigger that I need to be all in. I, I deserve, Mark deserves me to be all in with the budget. Okay, mm-hmm. Steve deserves me to be all in with hiring an NHR. You know, every different level, these leaders deserve me being all in. And you know, when I'm listening to Mark talk about budget, I'm going, man, budget again, like this, like, I, come on, whatever. But I may not be engaged, but he knows I'm going to be all in. That's so a I, great distinction. I like how you said that. Okay. So, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that I'm not engaged with. I'm there. I'm listening, but I'm not, like, engaged. But I, I'm committing to being all in for, for that topic. So whatever, whatever we need, like, when it's all said and done, we put our hands in the middle of the table and go, all right, one, two, three, team, we walk out. Like, when we, when we break that door open, we're all into whatever that topic may be. Who, who was walking in in your scenario? Susie, right? Susie. Susie gets out of her car, yeah. right? So let's yeah. talk about Susie for a second. Sure. So, so Susie um, gets out of her car. Maybe her hands are full. Maybe she's even had a little bit of a rushed morning or, you know, the commute wasn't awesome, even if it was a short one, right? So yeah. she sees the cup. She sticks it in her bag or whatever, and, and she brings it in. That's a behavior you can see. Right. And I think that when we use the word engagement or when people are talking about engagement in general, uh, they're basing engagement off of employee surveys a lot. A lot of people are are taking these engagement surveys. They're they're asking questions about to, to, to try to identify how engaged you are. When Susie did that, let's say you were walking in to the parking lot, she's ahead of you, and you are a hundred steps behind her, so she doesn't know that you see her picking yep. that up. You observe a certain behavior that is then <clears throat> you could give her feedback on that. So it's evaluable. You can evaluate it. Let sure. me say it better. Yeah. <laughs> and then it can be taught. So you could have an engagement survey and you could ask questions. Or you could identify these are the behaviors. These are the behaviors that we want in our people. Like if you saw Susie doing that, you would say, hey, I really appreciate you taking a moment to grab that. That's awesome. Sure. Way to go. Yeah. And that, to me, is a much more effective way of being able to measure being all in. Yeah. When we look at surveys, I think they're so open-ended at times. And here's the other thing with surveys. People look at surveys, but they often don't do much with them. That's the other gap. So now this is another way to say, hey, we can do something about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I despise surveys, you know. <laughs> and I had, you know, two surveys and, you know, one was with, with your wife and, her, and the insurance business. You know, I got a survey after the fact and, hey, would you fill this out for us? I got one after I bought my, my truck and, 
you know, both were great experiences. Yeah. Like both, I, I felt good about both. You know, Beth took care of me. I got my insurance switched over. It was flawless. It was all text messages. It was done. Sure. Then I got a survey. Now I'm not saying Beth did it this way, but gosh, like I'm sitting at my desk. If I'm Beth, I'm going, man, I just had a great experience with this guy. I'm going to give him a survey because I know he'll rate me really, really high. Right. <laughs> right. So then I look like a rock star. Now right. I love Beth and I know that's not the case, but same thing with the dealership. Great experience. Like, a lot of connections were made that day. Like we had fun with this. So man, this is our, we, we, we got to get this out there. We had to have Matt fill this survey out. So let's push it to him. But if the, if the experience would have been bad, if, if the dealership would have said, man, that we really screwed the pooch on this one today, yeah. I'm not getting a survey. You know, I'm not following. Now me, the customer will then go do the survey and like, these guys stink and blah, blah, blah. Cause I want to, I want to get, get, get it out there. But does it happen no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I don't, I don't like surveys to go back to Susie. You have to find the positive in things every day, mm-hmm. find something good and reward that. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that starts to spread. Um, you know, there's a fun thing we like to do every once in a while in, in my store and even in new stores when we open stores, we take, we call them spot awards. And when you do a great job, when you go above and beyond, when you are a great thinker, like there's just a list of categories, we check the box, put five bucks on it and give it to them. And it's good as cash. Like they go cash it out. They get five mm, bucks in their sure. pocket. <clears throat> what we like to do in new store openings, um, especially with a brand new crew, brand new market, we're, we're, we're training, um, we're doing a mock, you know, opened, you know, the entire crew comes back. We're, we're, we're selling cashiers are ringing and it's all, we're testing things. We'll take these spot awards write five bucks on it, I'll initial it, crumple it up, throw it on the floor, and see who picks it up. Ooh. And if you pick it up, yeah. you go, you open it up and go, oh, it's five bucks. In the new stores, it gets missed because they are so focused on the customer and the things that they're trying to take care of, <laughs> right. that stuff like that gets missed. And when you start to develop that culture, they see something on the floor, they just pick it up. Because they may get rewarded with five bucks, sure. you know, but you've instilled that you got them to buy into the fact of I just need to pick up the park. When I'm walking to work, I'm just gonna grab the trash and throw it away. Now, in my parking lot, with it being a mall parking lot, there's shit all over the place. Yeah, you could spend the entire day picking stuff up. Okay, in the parking right. Lot, you know, right. so I don't expect Susie to put her bags down and go, "Oh my gosh, I got to pick up 50 pieces of trash." Yeah, and then come in 30 minutes later, sure. thinking she did the right thing. But if she grabs one thing and, and brings it in, that, that's a win. Yeah. Or the, the major win is don't grab anything. Come in and say, hey, Matt, I was in the parking lot and it's a disaster out there. Yeah. And then I make the phone call to the mall and say, hey, can you have a sweet guy come over and suck our mall because or suck our parking lot because it's, it's trash. Like that's that's that next level. Like I see the big picture of I can't pick up all this trash. If I grab one piece in the grand scheme of things, is it really going to make a, a difference? One piece would. But if I can get some action or execution of somebody coming in with that big vacuum and suck them up, the parking lot up, that's a major win. So it's it's teaching that, but it has to start small and then work bigger. Okay, so I love the way you started the conversation today. You said there's three three words that came to mind as, as I set it up. You said pride, ownership, and execution. I love it. And I think a lot of times when we talk about pride, especially for me and a lot of the stuff that I'm doing from a coaching standpoint around people who are overly busy. I help them figure out that sometimes it's your negative side of pride yeah. that's causing things like that. But you you also then remind me that pride in your business, pride in your team, pride in your school, pride in your community, pride in whatever it is, isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And we can make it unhealthy, but that's, that's really a great point. So 
the question that I want to ask you, how do we teach pride? How do we teach ownership? And how do we teach execution? What, what's the qualities that we're going to look for in people that that we go like they get it? Or what are the buttons that we help push? What, what do we need to do <clears throat> better as leaders to help our employees have pride to take ownership and, and that action piece? Well, I, I, I think and you're talking about the interview process. Like, what the, I'm just talking about it could be that or it could be in training, wherever you want to enter into. It doesn't matter. Well, I think a lot of that's goes, a, there's a lot. there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely do that in the interview process by the questions that you ask. And, you know, you could, you could see what their level of commitment is and, you know, something that they've been yeah, a part of. Yeah, but if of. we just want bodies and seats, if we if you can fog a mirror, we'll, we'll hire you, right? Sure. No, well. I'm being very sarcastic. Sure. And I, yeah, I know you are. I... <laughs> We, and I'm just thinking about our hiring process, and it's it's very detailed. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, we're selling products. But at the end, of, uh, you know, we're, we're, the reason we sell prices are people. So we're buying people. You know, we want to have the best person on on the team to help sell the, sell the product. So at the end of the day, if I'm sitting across from the table and I'm interviewing you, you could snowball me and tell me everything that I want here. And I'm like, holy crap, dude, this guy is good. We need to hire him. And then six months in, you're gone because it, it's not what it is. Yeah. Now good interviewers can see through the bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, and go, man, this guy's trying to snowball me. I can, I can just tell how he's like, he's, he's all in right now to snowball me because he wants this job. And there's, there's questions that I can ask that will not catch you off guard, but is he going to give me the answer that he expects me to get? Or yeah. is he going to give me a sincere answer that truly is like, Holy, yeah, this guy is good. Yeah. Let's, let's figure it out. Um, so there's that. But the, the, I think for my side, cause I don't do a whole lot of hiring. I do the training side of things. Mm-hmm you got to show them what that looks like, the pride, what that looks like, the ownership and what that looks like. And then execution. They see that because you're going to be the one doing it. I mean, that's not everybody knows how to execute, but if you put somebody around someone that does execute, they go, holy crap, this is awesome. Like, yeah. Look what he's getting done right now. Now, and it's not just running around with your head cut off, you know, just trying to put out as many fires as you can. It, it's doing it in a way that the fighters will start back up. Yeah. But it starts with physically showing them what each one of those words that I described looks looks like. Yeah, and that's exactly that that's um, that's cool because when I'm helping clients, like I've got a, a small small client right now. Um, great, we're just finishing up doing something that that's very related to this called where I call it um, cultural attributes. So we we do a discover, a define, and then the the next stage. Then after that's done, is put it into operations. Right? How do we operationalize those things? So what we do is is we. As a group, rather than the leader and me <clears throat> sitting in a room for a day or two and figuring it all out, actually we extend it out for several weeks over multiple sessions and we're asking everybody, what does it look like? We're not asking just anyone though. We're asking to identify their top people. Sure. When we get those top people in the room, they might be in leadership roles or maybe they're not there yet, but they've exhibited something that's pretty awesome. We're asking them those kind of questions. So this is the discovery side. And then what we do from there is we say, okay, if this is what we believe here, if this is what it takes to have a seat at the table, so to speak, to work at our organization, what are those behaviors that look like? Now, we're not talking about the skills. We're not talking about being able to do Microsoft Excel or we're talking about it from a human relation standpoint. How do I work with others? What does that look like? Those behaviors that makes me a great freaking teammate, because if I bring a good attitude and I'm willing to pitch in and I have humility, um, 
those are <clears throat> excuse me those are traits that are fantastic but but what i'm challenging my 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 clients to do is we've got to see it tangibly again susie susie picks up trash why does she do that what does that look like on a daily basis that way we can agree as a group this is who we are this is what we stand for this is what's okay and not okay here we're going to allow this to pass or not and what happens is when we're doing it as a team like that, everybody gets engaged in it. There's that word. They get involved. They have buy-in because they had a voice to speak into it. Likewise, what's happening, like in this particular client that I'm thinking about right now, is they're, those people that are in those sessions, they're coming back and they're talking about it before we've even communicated it fully. This, this shift is happening in their culture. It's so cool to see. And I can see the switches turning on for people as we're doing this because there's a lot of coaching that, that I'm giving them that they don't really realize. And so those are, those are ways that I feel like you can, um, you can boost engagement. Yeah, you, you know, an established company or business that has a culture that's based around this and you hire someone new, they come into it, this is all they've ever known. You know, but it's also, it's... You know, since 1902, this is the Shields culture. Yeah, it's it's not brand new. So when they come in, like this is just part of the gig. This is how you're going to buy into this. Now, I think back to, to the hiring side of things. We're not going to hire any Joe Blow off the street. Like you got to want it a, a lot. You know, um, you have to want to be a part of something that's not just a part time job. Like you have aspirations to go on to do like, something great in your life. And it's okay. If- you recognize that it's probably a stepping stone, right? Sure. And, you know, like I, I love the college kids that come their freshman year and their senior year, they're graduating, they're still with us because they, just, they get sucked in and they love it. And they're, they're some of our best associates. I also know, because I'm not stupid, that there's kids that just need part-time jobs, you know, and mom and dad want me to work. So I'll, this is a cool place. So I want, I want to work here. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that is that they came to us first. Mm-hmm. So they're here. They go through the interview process and they're good. Well, it's, it's now the leadership's job to make them great, you know, and give them every tools that they need to be successful. And at the end of the day, if they don't work out, they don't work out. But they came to us. They could have gone anywhere else and, and got a job, but they came to us. You know, that says something. So, you know, take, take those. Um, they're a little bit more of a project sometimes because you kind of have to knock some of that rust off because they don't want to work. They don't want to work hard. They don't. They don't have that instilled in them. But mom and dad want me to have a job, so I'll, Shields is a cool spot. So I want to work at Shields. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Some of those people turn into the part-time cashier that's now a store leader mm-hmm. somewhere because they get sucked in. They love what's happening. We empower them. We give them the ownership, and they take it and they run with mm-hmm. it because that's what it's all about. Like you want to be a part of something bigger. You don't want to just feel like you're a transaction or just a number. You know, on the payroll, you're actually a name on the payroll, and people people are coming to you with things and challenging you. And at the end of the day, if you're part of that, everything we talked about all falls into place. Mm-hmm. Like 100% buy-in. Like there's Susie, she's bought in. Mm-hmm. You know, you you see it, and it's you know, we I, it's one of those things where is she doing it because she knows I'm behind her walking in, so she'll reach down and pick up a piece of paper, or if no one was around, is she still doing it? Right. You know, I mean, that's that's the key, and you know. Your, your business or your company or your culture is nailing it when that's happening and nobody's saying anything because they're just doing it. One of the things I love about the example with Susie is that stuff doesn't get recognized enough and, and it's just kind of that simple thing of when we recognize the small stuff, 
it really inspires and I think it just uh, I, I'm trying to think of the word like accelerates that type of behavior for others you know, you see Susie doing it. She gets called out. Whether it was the the five dollar crumpled up piece of paper, you know, that that got her there, or if she was just that way, we call it out. It's so good. Yep. I'm Jim. I'm Matt. We'll see you next week. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for topics, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at twenty one twenty podcast at gmail dot com. That's the words twenty one spelled out followed by the numbers 20podcast at gmail.com. We'll make it easy and include a link to that email address in the description. If you're enjoying listening to two guys take a random topic and talk about it for 20 minutes, hey, it would mean a lot to Matt and I if you would rate it, write review, and share it with others. Thank you again for tuning into the 2120 podcast.